0: that blessed and highly flavored podcast is only because a nigga bless hello there and welcome back to black girl couch reviews i'm your host christina we are back for another episode of ozark this is season two episode one reparations written by chris mundy and directed once again by jason bateman i gave this episode an 8.9 out of 10 i really enjoyed it didn't see the person i wanted to suffer suffer but everyone (laughs) is continuing to take giant leaps into um the world in which they are involved and i have conflicting emotions but i still am only (laughs) ever rooting for anyone to have a happy ending that is only jonah and still continues to be Jonah. We started Kansas City with Marty and Wendy at some type of gala. Debating where they should go. They are at a black tie affair. Until they spot someone they need to speak to. It's politics. So Wendy is in her element. And that dress was very nice. And she has been chopping at the bit for more. So this definitely is him developing this new partnership with his wife they've moved past the infidelity now they're more committed than ever to this life and now she gets to play her part and not just be the one that was at home enjoying the benefits Well, we don't know how much you know from the day-to-day they were ever speaking about I did have to agree with her about how many politicians are all this, that, and the other thing, but they all got rich somehow, mostly in bootlegging, if not things like slavery or other illegal activities. <laughs> While cremating Dell's body in the grave that they dug, Darlene tells Ash Jacob is really pissed at her this is not the same familiar anger that she's used to because he knows unlike before this shit comes with consequences and those consequences really should have been her ass on a spike as he works for the second largest drug dealer in mexico what part of that did you not comprehend ash sides with her and she calls him a sweet child Uh uh-huh honey that is quite a way to cremate a body. Just toss the acid right on in there. (laughs) They bring the birds honey the next morning as a peace offering as Jacob updates Marty on the plan to drive Dale's vehicle to Chicago and make it look like he made it there. Ash is gonna do all of that. Marty still ain't cool with Darlene's actions, but Jacob tells him we apologize. Now let's move on. And that Darlene is contrite. That woman would not know contrite if it poked her in the eye. Jonah and Charlotte discuss his actions and how Charlotte thinks he's brave as she would have frozen and that it was mom who co-signed him killing and the parents don't seem to be concerned by the fact that he was going to or that he went out and learned how to use a weapon. She stole $10,000 from the cartel cash as well and splits it with him saying maybe I should tell mom and dad but he says we might need it this is not okay and besides why did y'all come back if you just gonna be dumb like this I don't understand I don't know why the kids need to even be involved I don't need to know what's going on in their lives (laughs) Ruth testifies at Kay's parole hearing despite their very terse last conversation Marty is surprised by Tuck that Rachel hasn't been seen since yesterday and realizes when he goes in that she stole the the cash she stole a good deal of cash too fly, no you and like i suggested she did not sign the deed over so she's stupid she should have really just taken that money and gotten all the way away from it just cut it like a cancer Wendy is about to poke a dead body in the morgue, but is interrupted by the funeral director and tells him that they are going to be turning the coolers into storage lockers with locks that she's going to buy, buying 25 caskets because why not buy in Bolt and burning or borrowing <laughs> the hearse for a terminally ill client that wants to go for a joyride. He was like, this is all highly unusual. The hearse is to move the money from Rachel's with the hope that they can absorb the loss of her betrayal, if one can even call it that, considering what y'all came into her life to do. Ruth stops by to tell him she's thinking about her future and her cousins and suggests that she become a partner with him, but Marty tells her that now is not the time. In the morning, Buddy is there for the family drama meeting, all rehashing the cover story. And we need to also replace the glass and update security. And I'm not sure why this wasn't a priority a long time ago considering Ash really walked into your house. This is not the first intruder. And this is what I mean by the birds are stupidly naive for the high stakes game that they're playing. Because they seem to think that they have a guardian angel. And considering the amount of times they have escaped death. I can see that giving you a complex. And you start to believe that you are indeed blessed. Or you know just that good. You start smelling your own shit. And I feel like that's what's happening to Marty. And while Wendy hasn't completely gotten there. I have a feeling she will. (laughs) With the justifications um that she acknowledges that they're becoming these people marty says that they need total honesty like their life depends on it but everyone's lying so he gets a call (laughs) that the casino meeting is on and popping buddy and jonah share glances as he wonders if they've killed before they're like of course not liars darlene really thinks she holds the nut still regarding the situation more focused on her pride than business this is a neutral place i don't know they should have came to us you have the land but at the same time they really are doing all of the legwork and eventually you're just another distributor and like helen who we meet in this episode pierce says you ain't even high on the market but we meet the cartel's lawyer and of course she's caucasian so everyone's a little put <laughs> at ease by that uh they shake hands then play dumb that they don't know anything about Dell and why he's not here and what are they gonna do without him she says they're gonna endeavor on helen then makes it clear she isn't sold on this casino neither is her employer um for some reason darlene thinks he lives in a Pueblo, which is a village. While Jacob scoffs at the insult to his product, without knowing who the employer is, how can they keep making these brave comments like, oh, you know, you can't call myself inferior. You don't know what he's working with. <laughs> um, 80 to 20% is a bit of an unfair initial offer. Marty wants his 3% he's very (laughs) clear about his three percent and the political guru is the one that's going to get the chance to shine doing what she does best getting the casino passed in the next six months it's going to be a casino boat his confidence and his skill which is very his talent for what he knows he's doing comes across to her But she tells him despite it being productive today. Do not fuck with us because we will gut your wife. Kill your children and you don't even want to know what we would do to you. He tells Wendy that they're in the clear with the Dell thing. But need to pull off this casino because that's the only thing now that matters. Because they seem to have this plan of once they get the 3%. They could just disappear and no one will know and no one will care. Because they'll get the thing in which both people will be satisfied to clean their money as well as have a successful business Ruth is cleaning up for her dad when he comes home while Wyatt tells her she is not alone he's still hanging out with Charlotte she's like I hope you're using a rubber he's like it's not like that not that you don't want it to be like that at the club Cheyenne is turning tricks which leads to a hilarious scene where she is kicking out the fat fuck (laughs) she's like my dick is like my dick is not supposed to go like that then she tells cheyenne or asks if she is uh clean and that if she needs money she needs to come to her marty learns seeking casino support will not be so easy especially if you do not go to the lake house first that's where charles wilkes is the guy that can make or break such casino dealings happening they don't share the same politics he's union busting but buddy tells him or them that uh he likes some of his social commentary this charlotte shit is beyond palatable to me after six months marty wants to disappear as the casino will be self-sufficient to launder as i mentioned earlier he's telling wendy about this after she comes home late setting off the alarm I would have just beat her ass, quite frankly. I'm not sure why. And then they're so calm about it, and I don't get it. I really don't. They buy another business with a lake view, and it's visited by someone repping Senator Wilkes, who tells them that they don't know them, but they don't know know them. No, they know them. They just don't know them. But Wendy says this is an invite, because he didn't come all the way out here, Just to tell us we're not invited. Roof really paid Cheyenne to give Cade some post-prison sex. And while she listens to hip-hop in the car, they get it on in a motel room. Cade then comes in and asks why she killed his brothers. And she gives proof. For the most part, she gives the correct story. Russ was a rat and it was a true story that he was going to turn on her and try to deliver her for the murder so he's like those are my brothers she's like i'm your fucking daughter cheyenne did not look too pleased when she came out of that hotel room and next time he tells her to get him a blonde which causes her to smile probably because he's not mad that she killed the brothers like he approves what she did but the blonde comment made me uncomfortable, especially later on in the episode. She clearly wants her father's love, but I think it is the wrong kind of fatherly love. He greets Wyatt in three before she shows him his own little room and he gets a hug or she gets a hug for her efforts. Wendy goes to see sister Alice about someone looking for dirt because that's her wheelhouse and she tells Marty, that um, the warning wasn't a warning and gives him a tux for the fundraiser that she bought a $50,000 table to go to to meet the man himself. During Kay's welcome home barbecue, the birds stop by so that Marty can finally have the conversation he's been putting off with Ruth, telling her that they are partners. He won't be held hostage for what she did for him. However, what do you want? She says to learn the books and $25,000 a year. And then I said, Marty Bird, you're a fucking monster. <laughs> 25,000 a year. She's so, I mean, she wants so little to get so far. Like she wants her, her cousins to go to college and have a better life. Like the things that he's taken rather for granted. Cabe seems aggressively hostile towards Marty and their relationship. Because he's like watching her like a hawk the minute she started talking to him. While Wendy orchestrates a meeting with the Senator Wilkes, who's charmed by her, she's done everything to make sure he's charmed, accidentally meeting. While that's happening, Helen is locating footage of where Dell supposedly swiped his credit card. I don't even know why they figured that they would not have the resources. To figure out, like, let's look at security footage. If he went here, then there should be some, like, they could have done a lot better at a place where they didn't have a camera. Once again, they're just underestimating the people that they're fucking with. And then she requests who that's another person who doesn't realize who they're messing with, the gas attendant to allow her to see that particular timestamp. But the cashier refuses. She even tries to bribe him a little bit, but he said 500 grand. So she sends in another guy who should have been a red flag as he points a gun at him because he was too busy staring at his phone. Then begs not to be killed, but a shot in the belly made to suffer before he takes the footage, ending his existence. And you need to mind your damn business, bitch! I don't know. I would have been like, well, it's not my place. But then I also would have been like, I don't love this job. So how much we talking? $500, 1000 I would have pushed my luck. I would say, well, how much you we starting with? <laughs> Is it worth me losing this job? Because guess what? It was definitely not worth losing your life. Marty watches Wendy set up uh, the connection between him and Wilkes he is far more intrigued with her than he is with marty they then fuck in the car and that was rather random i guess their good luck got them horny but the night turns into a bus very quickly when they are pulled over in the middle of the road by helen's man who also has a gun pointed at them takes her to helen's car and uh she's like look i know you lied no point in continuing to lie and that you're not the killer because you're a businessman however he has one hour to get reparations or the associates will be set loose how the fuck was dale out of line because that is what marty said what do you mean dale was out of line you can't take an insult and you are clearly racist why would you side with the racist people the audacity white people have for sticking together. Let's go see the snails. I was really hoping it was going to be Darlene. They say, how you know we're going to be satisfied? Oh, you know. They go to the snails with people talking about violating a code. Like, I don't even know why we even talk about violating a code. Um, sure, $4 million is a lot, but... It's also enough to, I mean, this was someone who was a top lieutenant, so it's not like he was an underling that no one's going to care about. He had a wife, he had two kids, you know, he has to atone, someone has to atone for that. And uh, he's like, well, maybe two million? Darlene ain't winning. She's like, we should just fight. Wendy begs Jacob, like, look, we got kids. They're going to kill everyone. And I get that you want to fight him off, but even if you win today, they're going to keep coming. They have all of the resources that you don't have. And he says, it's time for y'all to go. Tells Ash to escort them out, but then bricks him in the back of the head and stabs him with the fireplace poker. Despite what Jacob is saying, he is no fool. He knew. It was a life for a life. And he was either going to be Darlene's life or it was going to be Ash's life. Someone was going to have to pay for it. And it was going to have to be the killer. And it was easy for them to say that Ash was the one that killed him. And he was on um, the footage. The bird saying why really makes me hate them. But Jacob wasn't about to... up his wife and i hope this teaches them a lesson in the future about how you're gonna have to make some really really terrible choices protecting each other and also this is what happens when you let your life your wife do all the talking and then you love her and have to back her up reparations satisfied so business can move forward while i Agree that people make choices that have consequences and they shouldn't have to live under the weight of other people's decisions. They need to start living under the weight of their decisions. They're not completely victimized here. They're a poison in people's lives. And whether they make decisions, you're the one that initiated the bullshit decisions that they are forced to make i mean it's either my wife and kids die and put that on your conscience or you go to the police and then they may kill you anyway i mean these are impossible choices and you came into my place of business he says they got lucky and we already talked about how that might be going to his brain because it's been more than once giving him an inflated sense of ego and while she walks home wanting to ponder the fact that she just watched someone be murdered this also is not the first time that marty has had to go through this so i can i guess i can see him being a little bit more numbed by the experience but still saying fucking why what do you mean why that's this is what you like why didn't you think that this was what it was and it's just simply not allowed for them to be this naive Kay then goes into ruth's room first he just opens the door stands there for a while then um, resents her mothering because when she was trying to get Wyatt to go to bed and for Kay to not drink on his uh probation he starts bringing up the brother's murder to get her to back off then he joins her in the bed making me very unsettled once again asking what Bird wanted she tells him that she asked for a raise and not that he would be mentoring her And that's a good thing, because it turns out that um, he says, just remember, he ain't your daddy. I don't like that kind of talk. Possessive, controlling, sexually kind of implying. Yeah, I I think that, unfortunately, this is a state of abuse that she probably has not opened up to anyone about. And I wonder if that's going to come to a, a problem. It most likely is because it's been a problem for the Morris since they met the birds at that hotel. <laughs> no feedback this week, but I believe the girls are almost caught up. If you want to join in the conversation, blackgirlcouch at gmail.com, or you can leave a comment below on this podcast. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, subscribe. Until next time, peace, hair grease, and black girl magic.